the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Welcome to the show. This is the Boys of Tech, New Zealand's longest running tech podcast. This episode is 308 for Thursday, the 11th of December, 2014. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brett King and Ben Sunko. Welcome to you both. Aloha. Hey, it's good to have you both on the show. Again, another show with the three of us. This is becoming a habit. I'm sure we'll break it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Now, by the way, we should also mention that today is the first, it was going to be the first day of KiwiCon 2014. Uh, runs today and tomorrow, uh, being Friday. Uh, so hopefully, I'm, I'm going. Ben, are you going? I'm going, yep. Excellent. I'll see you there shortly. Uh, Brett, are you going? Uh, no. Oh, maybe Worked. next year then. Okay, <laughs> next year. We'll, we'll, we'll see you there next year. It should be a, it's always a good show at KiwiCon. Uh, yeah, so, there's always something interesting, yeah. if not practical. Yep, like uh, getting free rides on buses. Yep. So anyway, leaving that aside and moving on to our first story, Google have figured out, or thinks they've figured out, how to take captures to the next level. So the thing with captures is, as you know, the, you know these image captures, typically image, but there's audio ones as well, where you have to, you know, type in the letters you see or the numbers that you see or click the picture that represents a photo of nature or something and you click that. The little tests to check that you're really a human being and not a robot, uh, you know, trying to, you know, automate its way into some forums or or some other website. So Mm. they're getting harder and harder, though, because the bots are getting better and better. And so Google now reckon they've not only simplified the whole system, but also at the same time making it increasingly difficult for the bots to get through. And the way they've tackled this one is a single click. Yes. So you tick a box and the way your your mouse approaches the box, it records the cursor position and speed and, and it blends that in with other factors like your IP address and cookies and so on. And based on that, it decides, yes, you're a human or no, you're not. What if you don't use a mouse? Well, that's the thing with touch. Then you're not human. (laughs) Good one, Ben. Wait, Uh, wait, wait, wait. So you're saying visually impaired and blind people aren't human? That's exactly what I'm saying. They're robots sent from a volcano in the future to come back and confuse Google. Uh, Ben, look, no, look, uh, the thing is, I'm sure there's alternative methods for that. But if you do use a mouse, Brett, this is going to be the next way that Google uh, or perhaps some other uh, captures in general are going to decide whether you're human or not. Really? Because I I don't believe it. (laughs) What's the success rate? What's the success rate? I already know that the success rate is not 100%. It's not even near 80 <laughs> percent uh yeah it's because <sighs> in a in a what is it a week of testing 
20% of people on one site and 40% of people on another site yeah. had to take a secondary test yeah, they had to, put to them through the next, confirm that yeah. they were actually humans yeah. because it is, <laughs> it is not perfect. So if but you, you know, are part of that 20 to 40% who do not move your mouse like Google thinks humans do, you will always now take longer to do a capture than before. You know, I'm also... Susie Wright for not being uh, human. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, I am too a little bit sceptical about this because I would have also, I would have thought it would be relatively, and I say relatively, okay, but relatively simple to mimic or, you know, somehow uh, synthesize the natural movement of a mouse, you know. Precisely. You could simply record... All you need to do is the person designing whatever is going to fool it needs to do it once in a a way that the capture goes, yes, you're a human, and have that movement be done automatically. No, Google knows. You can't trick Google like that. Google knows. (laughs) You can trick Google constantly. No, Google knows when you're tricking and then just doesn't tell you that it knows because it's Google using that information Santa. later. It does not know if you're bad or good. Oh, I, Google I, keeps I, a list and then it comes down your chimney at Christmas time. And I it know. checks twice? I doubt it. <laughs> no, you only got to check the box once. <laughs> oh, puns everywhere. Puns galore. This is good. Um, I don't know where to take the story really now, but... Um, <laughs> We'll see how it actually really works in the wild because it's got between 20 and 40% of people having to do it multiple times. I think a lot of websites that have that capture are going to get a significant increase in hate mail about I hate your capture. Ben, don't you think Brett sounds particularly robotic right now? That's exactly what a robot would say as well. <laughs> oh, classic. No, but, uh, you Brent, two are sounding particularly robotic right now because the quality of the yeah. Skype connection has just dropped dramatically. Exactly. That's uh, what's happened for all of us then. Yeah, um, it's kind of bizarre. Well, actually, that brings me beautifully to the next story. And the next story is about a piece of software called Wire. If You, uh, you can check it out at wire.com. It's a new chat application. At the moment, it's kind of bare bones but it's very clean and very sleek and it's backed by one of the Skype co-founders. And a number of others on the team have got backgrounds in communications. So the CEO has worked with uh, MSN Messenger and Link at Microsoft and the CTO founded a VoIP company. Will this replace Skype one day or not? I don't know. We've got to think, is it going to be the Facebook to Skype's MySpace or is it going to be the Google Plus to Skype's Facebook? Whoa. Indeed. That was Heavy. deep. Yeah. <laughs> that was really deep. Uh, yeah, look, I, I don't know. I, I, I have downloaded We it. have, you uh, know, and while it might have certain features which are basically just technology improvements over what Skype currently does, it does not have all of the features that Skype currently provides. No, it's as very bare bones. You're absolutely right. doesn't do video chat. Uh, there's something else that doesn't do that uh, that was kind of... Um, oh, asynchronous recording, so you can't leave a message with mm. someone. But they're going to build on that, and so they have to start somewhere, and they've started with a nice, clean, sleek interface with just simple services, a, a chat service. I, I've actually downloaded it, but no one I know is on it, so I can't use it. 
<laughs> at the start <laughs> of this year, I saw... Everybody's on Skype. <laughs> at the start of this year, I saw someone demo uh, an in-browser um, video chat between two people, and they were only using the browser. That was it. Um, that somebody was running, essentially running a server that they were being routed through, but they were both just doing their chat through their through their web browser. Oh, that, that mega, is the way that Skype is moving. Mega, Mega's done this. Uh, see, that seems like more see, of a lightweight. But we've already future. done a story of the way that Skype is moving in that same direction of in-browser communication. Yeah, because Skype are moving towards that. That's right. The one I'm thinking of that I've seen was Mega because when Kim.com held his Moment of Truth event, they were using technology, and they didn't reveal this till later on, until you know, most of the way through, but the technology they were using to conference in uh, Julian Assange and who was the other one? I, can't, I forget now. Was mega, and it was all done in a browser. All they, all the software the parties had was just a standard web browser. So anyway, uh, I've I've tried. Like I say, I've tried Wire. Maybe we can do the next show on Wire and see what it's like, or not. <laughs> not really, because isn't Wire only currently available for Mac? Uh, iOS and Android. Ah, uh, yes, Brett, you're you're on you're on Windows, but you do have iOS. But, and, I do. And Ben, do you have Android? Uh no. No, okay. Oh well, no, it, I've it's got out. Linux and Mego. Okay, so it's out of the question. All right. Well, I kind of yeah. Anyway, I was hoping to use it and stuff, but I can't. No one's my friend. Oh well. <laughs> it doesn't sound too concerned. All right, let's move on. Microsoft <laughs> has announced that ClipArt, the ClipArt, the online ClipArt library at office.com is closing doors. One of many things which has changed at office.com. What are some of the other ones? Uh, if you have um, the Office Suite 2010 or earlier and you are doing something and you hit F1 for help, by default that is supposed to do online, online help through office.com but they have removed that service. And so it now pops up, oh, you know, only recently. They actually turned it off before they implemented this courtesy thing. It now pops up with a message saying, you need to, this service is no longer available through office.com. You need to turn your help function to inbuilt help only. Oh, okay. Mm. I didn't wonder when ClipArt was going to die because, I don't know. I think it's uh, more about their, their, their supporting of it and with the, the vast array of, Creative Commons licensed, in, you know, material on the internet. They've switched to that. Yeah, well, that's but I've the seen thing. some There's... really good um, questions that have been posed that haven't been answered yet about whether or not the clip art art itself will be posted online under the Creative Commons license. Yeah, now that's a really good question. That's a very good and question. Whether or not it's the other stuff that it's searching for is going to still be vector based. Because that was one of the great things about ClipArt was it was all vector-based, so it was still perfect no matter what size you made it on whatever you were creating it for. And they were all ungroupable. So if you did not want parts of an image, you could ungroup those parts, delete the parts of the image you didn't want, keep the rest of it. Is that right? Whatever for, size for, you wanted. For ClipArt? Yeah. Were, were they ungroupable? Yeah. A lot and of ClipArt was made from multiple well, vector groups and you really? could ungroup those the, the vector pieces and get rid of the bits you didn't want or move them around. That's so frustrating. I learned this the day ClipArt dies, that it was yep. ungroupable. 
All this so time, it's, I was would... <laughs> a lot no of it idea. was it was brilliant. You could do some yeah. great stuff with it, and it if that you know you're not getting that same functionality, you're instead getting really crappy JPEGs. <laughs> well, look, the thing that is, Brett, Creative Commons licensed. Look, I, you, you can know, buy it now, though. I'm it's sure. Good. Well, here's the oh. thing: there's there's so many providers now of image stock images, and a lot of them are, are vector based. There's more and more of them that are well, you know, this is increasing in in, mm-hmm. all, in all camps really. But there's a there's a big size of of the market, you know, for for vector based images. Yeah, but it's images. not just stock images. It's about Creative Commons licensed stock images, stock images that you do not need to sign oh, up I see. to yeah, something okay. or pay to use. That was the glory of Clipper. Yeah, that's true. That's that's actually yeah. Yeah, you're right. Mm. So as long as that that same facility is still there, th- provided through this Bing Image Zip. But yeah, they've still not come back and answered whether or not the the clip art that exists is going to be uh, put made available through the image search under Creative Commons, and whether or not yeah, it's going to have search options for the vector based stuff. Well, That'd I certainly, I certainly hope they do. You know, I hope so. Them. I hope this is not a a you know a removing of a feature that we're never going to get again, but instead a a transition of the feature to a just a new medium, a new form that we're still going to have exactly the same functionality of getting that clip art. There might be a way of monetizing it. it. Um, charge for clip art packs now going forward and. Especially if they're moving into like the free office sort of environment, which which could be a possibility. Um, it monetizes as many areas as you can. I don't think so. That does not. That seems to go counter to what they've actually been doing recently, which is unmonetizing things. Well, they're, they're shifting the way they monetize on things, aren't they? That's what you're saying. They they still monetize on some things, just now. Not it's on others, but it's open. To, yes, yeah, exactly. Mm. Access to service, everything else becomes becomes free and multi-platform, and core things become subscription-based. That's what they're going for. Well, there you go. Clip art, rest in peace, at least for now. Um, well, in in you know, in program, clip art, rest in peace. Hopefully, clip art itself will remain available through Creative Commons through the image search. And there you have it. That was episode 308. Another uh, good so, episode. Sorry? Another good episode. Another good episode indeed. And uh, let's wrap it up there. Ben, I want to thank you very much for co-hosting. You're welcome. Thank you. And likewise to Brett. Always a pleasure. And we'll do it again next time. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week. See you next time. Goodbye. Ciao.